Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? John is off to the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. Why aren't you there, Duke of Sports? Don't you belong there? Someone's got to run the board for you. You could take an hour off, dude. (laughs) I don't think it works like that for me. You're the Duke of Sports. You have to cover the big events. This is the biggest event of the year at Dodger. Well, except maybe the World Series later, but. Trust me, I wish I was there. No offense, of course. I thought, you know, I thought you were going to say I can't afford it because I'm paid to just be a John and Ken board op. <laughs> no, I would have tried to figure out a way of uh, getting access from Dave Weiss or something. Oh, that's true. Right. 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 KLAC, the Dodger station. Got to right. use my uh, sources, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, that's where John is. We're going to talk later on this hour to a woman who was also attacked by the same man who clubbed the Olympic volleyball player. Her name was Kim Glass. She's made many videos showing her injuries, vowing 
to be a part of the movement to stop guys like this from being on the street. Our guest was attacked back in 2020. And you can imagine her shock when she found out that Kim Glass's attacker was the same man. That's our criminal justice system today. That's how it goes. He's still out there on the streets. You will learn that apparently he was the subject of someone that was allowed to be sent to other programs rather than jail. All right. This is what they now do. They don't want to send anybody to jail or prison. So instead, they detour them to some other program that they think is going to help them. Most of the time, he didn't show up. He absconded is the word. <clears throat> he ignored the special program. So you'll find out more about her and her story coming up in about 30 minutes on the John and Ken Show. We have provided a link at KFIAM640.com to the change.org petition that you can sign to ask the L.A. County Board of Supervisors to remove Barbara Ferrer as the head of the health department. It's that simple. And I think it's come to a head because she now wants to send us back into indoor masking for who knows how long. But it's going to happen on July 29th unless there's some big change in the numbers, which I told you the metric for this is ridiculously low. Doesn't take much to move L.A. County into what they call this high community spread category. It's nonsense. Ignore it. Because as we were told two years ago, remember, flatten the curve. It's all about the hospitalizations. People have to be hospitals and, and the hospitals, the hospitals are overwhelmed. That means too many patients die that could have been saved. That's not happening right now. And, and that's according to a top doctor in the L.A. County hospital system. That's what he said in a private online meeting that apparently the audio leaked. And good thing it did. Because that's what's going on on the inside among the medical experts. But Barbara Ferrer on the outside, and she's just got a PhD in social work, has decided, you know, she wants to change the fabric of society by protecting the vulnerable. But, you know, even in that case, the numbers don't lie. People are not getting that sick, even if they're from low-income communities. You're going to mourn 12 deaths a day. We can have 12 deaths from almost any cause in L.A. County on any given day. That's all we're dealing with right now. That was today's report. So if you go to KFIAM640.com, you will find on the John and Ken page the petition, which is going to be presented to the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. If it gets to 7,500 signatures, it probably doesn't mean much. It'll go in a pile at one of their meetings and they'll ignore it. But, you know, got to try to affect something here and got to try to get more attention to this because most people just say, oh, well, if the health department says we should do that, then I guess we should do that. They know. No, it's one woman at the county health department, not backed up by some of the top doctors and epidemiologists, at least the ones on that recording that we talked about yesterday and today. All right, now we move over to uh, the state of life in the city of L.A. and the county of L.A., the criminal justice system, and of course, the little things, right? We need to talk about this story because... A few weeks ago, when the 6th Street Bridge opened in downtown Los Angeles, it's 3,500 feet. It's not that big a bridge. It spans the L.A. River and the 101 Freeway, and it connects Boyle Heights on the east side with what they call the Downtown Arts District on the western side of the bridge. It took about six years to build this thing. Do you know 
how much it cost? A jaw-dropping $588 million. They hired some special architect, Michael Maltzan. Unbelievably exciting moment, he said, on July 8th. As they opened the bridge, Garcetti was there. A lot of public officials came there. The media came there. It was a big moment. And it's funny because I was in downtown LA about a week later, and I said, oh, I'd like to go see this bridge. I never got there because I heard it was crowded with people walking back and forth because it's like, it's exciting. It's some new tourist attraction, right? Everybody wants to see it because it got media attention. I mean, it's a bridge. It's got a pedestrian walkway. Well, here's what's happened in just, uh, let's see, July 8th to July 19th, 11 days. <laughs> it's already been vandalized. Graffiti. See, it's the quality of life stuff. And the other thing that's been happening are street takeovers. We have one report from ABC7, Christine Cordero. We stood on this bridge as they commemorated it, and we really got the sense of how much it means to the people who helped get it done. It took 19 years from renderings to ribbon cuttings, and eight days later, they've already seen some trouble. This video shows a couple of people who were living on the edge, if you will. They were taking photos in a spot that is definitely not designed for this. Living you can see edge. without steps or a fence, the margin for error is really slim. Uh, of course, the city could install some kind of deterrent. Uh, at the very least, this brand new state-of-the-art bridge that people spent six years building, would it look the same? If so, the theatrics, though, they weren't just on foot this weekend. People in cars burned out. Uh, if you drive over the bridge now like we did, you'll see some of the tire marks, donuts over the asphalt. The LAPD told us that they did not arrest anyone. The LAPD and CHP Street Racing Task Force does arrest people in certain cases. Penalties include fines, possible jail time. Of course, the biggest consequence is that you could hurt or kill someone. Uh, by doing any of this kind of behavior. Uh, as far as we know, nobody was hurt, though, in what happened over the weekend. Yeah, that was Sunday. Apparently last night it happened again. There was a hit-and-run crash. And and apparently the cops came there about 10.30 last night. No one was injured, but one of the drivers left their car on the bridge and ran because they're all doing stunts. One of the other big quality of life problems, it's not happening where I live, but it's like the homeless. It grows if you don't take control of it quickly and early. Are these street takeovers? It's happening in a number of neighborhoods around L.A. County. Uh, apparently, thanks to social media, a bunch of people show up, a bunch of drivers show up, and they do stunts. And they go around in circles and stuff, and they like to burn rubber, right? It's very exciting. Uh, you may have heard the stories. A couple of people have been killed in some of these street takeovers. That hasn't happened yet on the 6th Street Bridge. But um, this is what's happening. They had to close traffic in both directions. They didn't reopen it until early this morning. It looks like it's the second straight night of this because word spreads on social media. Oh, it's a great new bridge. It's fun. Let's go there and do a street tour, especially a bridge that's kind of dramatic in terms of the video. And I like the way the news reporter there was her name, Christian Cordero. People that look like they're unsafe, I guess they're kind of leaning over on the bridge or standing up on parts of it just to take pictures and video and stuff like that. This is it. The riffraff takes over when there's just no consequences in the city of L.A., the county of L.A. A lot of people just believe, and like I said, it starts sometimes at a very low level, the quality of life kind of things. 
You let people vandalize things. You let people do street takeovers. You let homeless people wander around. Sure, most of them aren't violent. Most of them aren't going to hurt people. But it's still an eyesore. And what you're telling everybody else is that we don't care. We're not going to punish this behavior. We're not going to remove anybody because what the hell? You know, people should be free to do what they want. And this is the consequences that you suffer. You're going to get more and more scenes like this. And now this massive project, $588 million, is already being taken over by street racers and uh, vandalizers. It's just out of control. All right, when I come back, another thing that's going on, and we would mentioned this earlier in the show, and we have a report to play for you, is the warning from LAPD. And this goes with all of this. If, if you can't control the criminals, if you do not punish the criminals, then just warn people to take more precautions. This one concerns jewelry. As soon as I come back, though, you will get the final keyword of the day, which you can enter on the website to possibly win $1,000 here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. Well, coming up after 5.30, we're going to talk to a woman who at the time was an L.A. County deputy DA. How about that? She was attacked by the same man that attacked the Olympic volleyball player who made the news recently, uh, vowing that she's going to do something about people like this still on the streets. This man loves to attack women, and he usually has an implement, a, a golf club, a hammer, a metal rod. Fortunately for our guest, she was not attacked with anything but probably his fist, but she'll talk about her experience and her frustration when she learned that Kim Glass, the volleyball player, was attacked by the same man just a couple of years later, still out there. And it may happen again. He'll probably be released again after they try to divert him to some sort of mental health services, which clearly is not working. He needs to be put away for a long time, but we don't do that anymore, do we? Which is the whole problem with the criminal justice system in the city of L.A. and the county of L.A. This happened last summer, and it's happening again the Los Angeles Police Department has issued a community alert, what's referred to as an area safety bulletin. This is for people in the Melrose area of Los Angeles. Melrose Avenue, of course, has many stores that people shop in. Here's the report from NBC's Beverly White. From follow home robberies originating in the jewelry district or on Melrose Avenue to car break ins pretty much anywhere, experts say defense is key if you want to hang on to nice things. It happens. It happens. The LAPD tried to comfort the aspiring filmmaker who lost an estimated $10,000 in cameras, lenses, and laptops last Friday when someone broke into her car. Kelsey Henderson learning there's no guarantee of safety in downtown L.A., even when a guard charges you to park on a secure parking lot. Oh, it's expensive, and it takes a village when it comes to being like a filmmaker, especially when you're just starting out. So I had some friends that let me use their equipment and was helping me out with this film, so I just feel devastated that it's not just me that's affected. Luckily, Henderson did not meet the thief who cleaned out her car near 9th and Broadway. But near Fairfax and Melrose last week, police confirmed a pair of frightful confrontations. Two robbers jumped from a car and snatched the pedestrian's Rolex watch, while a high-end watch was nearly stolen from a shopper in a store. The criminals got away. Security expert Lewis Perry believes we're living in dangerous times. Crime is still going up. The criminals are getting away with crimes that they're not having to go to jail for. 
The, the laws need to be changed. Uh, people need to be more proactive. Crimes prompting LAPD to reissue warnings that discourage wearing high-end jewelry or leaving valuables in cars. Tourists tell us they understand, but business owners regret it's come to this. It's not good for business. You know, I mean, leave all your stuff at home. It's like, why bother going? There's other places to go. I leave all my pearls, all my crystals and all that. I wear around my neck and my rings at home. Victim Kelsey Henderson is now crowdfunding to help replace what was stolen and holding a kind thought for everyone driven to desperation. I guess they're looking for means to just be able to survive themselves and I just wish that the city or you know just the, the local government officials can help people will not be able to have to stoop to these lows. If you ever think you're being followed in your car, LAPD says call 911 right away. And if possible, drive directly to the police station. That's from NBC4 and Beverly White. Where do we start here? Well, I enjoyed the guy, his name is Matthew Rooney, who leaves all his pearls and crystals that he wears around his neck. He leaves all his rings at home. Okay, I, I, that's good advice. Leave your pearls and crystals at home. I, I mean, you ever hear about these guys that have like $500,000 watches that get stolen? All right, that's kind of crazy to walk around with a $500,000 watch. This is common sense. You should be aware of your surroundings. But it tells you all you need to know about the state of things today. That because the criminal justice system in L.A., really in California, is not doing enough to punish the criminals, you have a lot of recidivists, you have a lot of others that have never been caught, but they know that doing this is easy money. Because if you do get caught, the consequences are minimal. There's often no bail, and there's in many cases no prosecution. One thing that factors into this, of course, is Prop 47, $950 or less. But even beyond that, a lot of these are considered, particularly if you don't necessarily pull a gun, well, even if you do with RDA, he doesn't seem to care, but they're considered like low-level minor offenses. Oh, yeah, you know, you just, you just, uh, you just grab somebody's watch off the street. Um, I don't blame the LAPD. They're at a point now where what are they going to do? If you've got revolving door justice where they arrest somebody and he's back out on the streets a few hours later, the best thing you can do is just warn people. Don't make yourself a target, which is a sad way to live. I don't particularly like walking around with designer handbags or high-end jewelry or any of these things that are mentioned in this story, but some people do because this is L.A. and they like to show off their beautiful car and their beautiful watch and their beautiful jewelry. And they should have a right to do that, as obnoxious as it can be. But now, not a good idea, particularly if it's later at night and you're walking in one of the more high-end shopping areas. I know Beverly Hills does its best to clamp down on this, but in the city of L.A., it's still a problem. It mentions the jewelry district in downtown L.A. and Melrose Avenue, where you have stores. They're not all high-end stores, but it's a pretty busy kind of shopping area for people to go to. But so now they issue safety bulletins because they don't know what to do either. Except, you know, maybe one way to cut down on crime is to have people wearing less showy items. that gets the attention of the robbers. If you remember that off-duty LAPD officer who was killed, he was out apartment hunting with his girlfriend. He apparently had some sort of chain around his neck that got the attention of the criminals. I don't think it turned out to be anything particularly expensive. His mother was lamenting this. But that's what got the attention of the criminals, and they turned around and they tried to get it from him, and he eventually was, uh, was shot and killed. That's where we are.
smash and grab, follow home robberies, no consequences, you get more of it. All right, when I return, we're going to talk to a woman. She was at the time, and this is back in 2020, an L.A. County deputy DA. She couldn't believe it when the volleyball player, the Olympic volleyball player, Kim Glass, went public with a man who attacked her, and then the man's name and likeness became known. Our guest couldn't believe it's the same man that attacked her. He's still out there. He's still clubbing women with whatever tool he can get his hands on. We'll talk to her next on the John and Ken Show. All right, we have a chance now to talk to a woman by the name of Irene Lee. She's agreed to come on our show and talk about what happened to her in August of 2020. She was attacked by the same man that attacked the Olympian volleyball player and model Kim Glass. Kim got a lot of media attention because she went very public with the attack. Uh, apparently, a construction bolt was hurled at her. And if you've seen the video, she got some real injuries to her face. Almost blinded her. Yep. 51-year-old Simeon Tasfamarian is the person that did this. And we've come to find out since this attack happened, he's done this to numerous other women, including our next guest. In 2018, he chased down two women with a golf club and a hammer. In January 2020, uh, he pleaded guilty to striking a 19-year-old with a metal pole. And even after that, even after multiple incidents, he was only given probation. He did go to jail for attacking our guest, Irene Lee, who at the time was an L.A. County deputy DA. She now works for the L.A. County Council. Let's get her on the show and talk about her ordeal and... She's speaking out because this guy should not be on the streets, obviously. Irene, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, first of all, I just want to say that I'm here in my personal capacity. I don't represent the opinions of my current office or any entity that I worked for in the past. Well, all right, understood. All right. So it was August of 2020 that you were attacked. Can you tell people how it went down? Sure. Um, I was walking to Starbucks um, in Little Tokyo by first in Los Angeles, and that's one of the Starbucks that's being closed down that I'm sure that everyone knows about. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was, I was, it was a weekday. Um, I believe it was a Monday at about 11 in the morning. I was walking with my coworker, Cindy, and um, she pulled me uh, to her right, and just within seconds, I felt a uh, I felt a very severe impact to my back, and I it caused me to stumble forward, nearly falling to the ground, and I was screaming and crying, um, and I thought a bicyclist had hit me. So um, I was stunned, and um, Cindy was screaming, calling for help, and a security guard that was nearby was able to pepper spray the man who attacked me and detain him until the police arrived. What so, did he hit you with, or what? how did he hit you? So I can only assume that it was his fist. That's what I thought because I didn't see a weapon in his hand when I turned around moments later. But, um, you know, he has a history of using weapons. It could have been a weapon. I just don't know. Because in the uh, news story, it said he, he uh, well, no, then that's one of the other people he attacked. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I didn't realize that uh, there was never a conclusion as to what he used. He could have just punched right. you, I guess. It and you, you did not. You, I don't know. You did not notice him before this encounter at all in the area? No, no. I mean, and this is an area that a lot of the attorneys walk around. It's very close to the courthouse. Um, I had, yeah, I didn't notice what, anything right before. What was his demeanor? Uh, what was his size? Did he seem like a, a crazy guy or somebody who blended? You know, in? it's hard.
hard to say because, you know, he came up from behind me. And um, when he was being detained by the security guard, he was very quiet. I didn't, you know, he wasn't saying, you know, garbled things and um, he wasn't acting um, crazy, so to speak. Um, it, he was pretty calm. I see, that's really scary because if he was acting like a lunatic, at least you might have a few seconds to be on guard, to be prepared. Right. And But if he's looks normal and he's quiet and then suddenly hits you, punches you, or throws something at you, uh, that then then you have no chance to, to, right. to dodge the weapon. Were you hurt at all then from this attack? Yes. I had a bruise on my back that lasted about three weeks. I was sore uh, for quite a bit. Well, let's talk about what happened with the uh, criminal justice system with this man and your case. Sure. So the next day I was notified by uh, the detective that he was on probation for assaulting other people. And then during the course of the trajectory of the case, I found out that he was on felony probation for um, two separate incidents involving women. One, the, uh, the 2018 incident where he had used a golf club and a hammer to uh, chase after two women and threatening to bash their heads in. And then in 2019, where he ultimately pled guilty in January of 2020, he struck a 19-year-old woman with a metal pole numerous times, injuring her lower back. And he was also um, on felony probation for stealing from a construction site what back is, what is uh, felony, in 2019. What is felony probation? Is it, did, did he get prison time here or no? So he ultimately got prison with me. So basically, felony probation, he, it's a grant a promise to the court that he's going to behave, abide by certain conditions, and he'll be watched by the court. And, um, you know, in 2018, when he pled to the incident involving the two women, he was put on probation, and then he immediately absconded from probation because you're supposed to check in with your probation officer. And he didn't do that. And then in August of 2019 is when he stole the items from the construction site, and that's when he was placed um, in a program that's known as ODR in the LA County court system, which is designed to provide mental health services and programming for the homeless. Did he get it? Did it have any effect? Well, he he went to this program and he uh, in January of 2020 is when he pled or I'm sorry, when he pled on the assault against the 19 year old woman and he AWOLed from the ODR program um, uh, in I believe it was March of 2020. He was arrested in April of 2020, and he was reinstated on the program. And then again, he violated by AWOLing again in July of 13, 20, July 13th of 2020. And then he was arrested with my case. That's his second AWOL, third violation on probation, um, where the court had reinstated him. And when my incident happened, the DA assigned to the case had argued for him to be sentenced, you know, to prison. But the court, again, reinstated him on probation. So uh, the way I'm counting here, he, he assaulted at least four women and absconded on probation at least three times yeah. and ne still didn't go to jail for any of this. And he clearly well, he has some kind of weird right. compulsion about whacking yeah. women with weapons. Yeah, With yes. weapons. And, uh, right. And that was the most frightening thing. And that's what I was trying to convey to the court, because, you know, when when the police asked me, do you want this guy to be arrested? You know, the thought going through my mind was, has he done this to other people? Because that's the DA side of me thinking, OK, has he done this to other people? Who's going to be the next victim? 
And, you know, I try to convey that to the court last summer when I gave my statement at the um, the sentencing. I asked the court, you know, is he going to hurt someone else? Is there going to be another victim? I can't take that chance. And I said, how many more women did this defendant have to hurt for it to matter to this court? And I felt like my my experience was being dismissed by the court. So the, the judges are also have the same philosophy as as like George Gascon and some of these activists. I, they, well, they don't it, think I mean, anybody should be punished, that anybody should be imprisoned for any kind of crime. I mean, you basically he got seven chances. Yeah, this guy's a serial attacker. And I guess when you saw the Kim Glass case, you must have been, oh, my God, when you saw who the attacker was of Kim Glass, right? Yes, I was absolutely stunned and I was upset because I felt like I'd warned the court. I felt like the court had so many um, red flags along the way to show that this guy deserves to go to prison. Not not every defendant does, but this particular defendant, I mean, with his history, it just seems... Well, like a no-brainer. Well, right, does so, he keep does he keep sliding because they think he's mentally unbalanced? Is that why he keeps getting a break? I was not there during all the proceedings. All I can say is that the court kept wanting to give him a chance with the ODR program. But, yeah, but there's that, a certain see, that, point where, I'm, I'm, right. that's an ideology, though. That's an ideology that we keep letting them out no matter what. Because no rational person. Right. If you don't want to fill up the jails and prisons, you find excuses to keep people out of them. I mean, what, what's this program? Well, obviously, you come up with these programs that this guy easily absconds from. And the programs don't work. I, I don't want to say blanket statement that this program doesn't work at all. I've seen it work well for certain types of defendants. But this particular defendant, um, you know, he uh, abused his chances so many times. And um, I don't know what the court was thinking at the time. But I obviously wholeheartedly disagree with what she did, and I felt like she was not considering the impact to the victims mm. and to public safety. Um, it cannot always be all about considering him first, and that's where we have problems when there's preferential treatment for violent criminals well, over law-abiding citizens. This is all the rage for so many in the justice system now. Uh, Isn't there a way to even put him away in like one of these mental hospitals because he's violent? Well, that that would require him to be found, um, you know, insane and and sent to a facility. But at at this point, or at the point where my <laughs> my case had occurred, um, you know, the, the court had the option of sentencing to prison but, or reinstating him. Ultimately, she did sentence but, him to prison, but it was one of the lowest sentences available, and he had a lot of credits already. <laughs> I mean, repeatedly whacking women with metal objects, that's not the definition of insane. You know, I don't know what is. Well, Irene, we appreciate you coming coming on on and and talking about this with us. We thank you very much. That must have been quite a shock when you saw he showed up again attacking women. Yes, and I just want to say, you know, for my my prior colleagues that, you know, and, and for people of L.A. County, you know, don't lose hope. I know it just seems like so many bad things are happening every day, but there are just amazing prosecutors that are trying to find justice, fight the good fight. And, um, you know, not all hope is lost. We, we have a fighting chance. All right, Irene Lee, who was attacked by the same man that attacked the Olympian Kim Glass a couple of weeks ago. Irene was attacked in 2020, and this guy just keeps getting away with it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. Who's the judge? Who's the judge who let this guy off over and over again? It must be another Gascon type.
John and Ken Show, KFI. Quick reminder, the voice line returns in three days already. This hour, we play the calls. You can use the iHeartRadio app or microphone icon, or you can call 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Our guest, Irene, was really valuable. She used to work in the L.A. County DA's office as a deputy DA, and that's the job she had in 2020 when she was attacked by the same man that attacked the Olympic volleyball player, Kim Glass. And she was surprised, maybe not really, that he was on the streets again. And she mentioned several times, you heard her say ODR. ODR stands for Office of Diversion and Reentry. It's described as a permanent supportive housing program to serve individuals who are homeless have a serious mental health disorder, and are incarcerated in the L.A. County Jail. Now, that's the big word, diversion. The L.A. County Board of Supervisors, a lot of our elected officials are big on this. They don't want anybody to go to jail or prison. Instead, we're going to divert them to programs. And that's what this guy benefited from. They kept diverting him to what we don't know because he kept not showing up. Now, she said the program does work, but she made a good point. If he keeps absconding from the program and refuses to show up for the help, then you have to take more serious action, and that is jail, prison. You've got to. You can't say, well, you know, he didn't show up, and good luck, he's out there, and maybe he'll behave himself. He didn't. He likes to attack women with objects. Seriously, sick stuff. It's only good that he hasn't killed anybody yet, but he sure is coming close. So we'll probably do more on that program. By the way, remember last year in San Francisco, there was viral video of a guy that rode out of a Walgreens store with a bag full of stuff he shoplifted. Well, he's back in the news. He has been nabbed again by San Francisco police for stealing more than $15,000 worth of items. Now, he was caught after he stole the stuff from the drugstore and left on his bicycle. He drove right past security. And it says in the story that he got 16 months in prison and one year probation, but it's not even a year later since he committed that crime and he wasn't caught right away. So he clearly didn't serve 16 months in prison. I'm sure part of it was another diversion program. So now he's nabbed. He's apparently been stealing medic. Oh, last year he stole medications, clothing and cosmetics, but this time he really upped the value $15,000 worth of, of stuff. Um, they found him with uh, burglary tools, drug paraphernalia, and of course, oh, you're right, it's now a probation violation for doing that. All right, we got Conway hey in now, the room. Hey now, hey now. Well, we got LA residents are, are sna- uh, snitching on each other when it comes to mm. uh, wa- wasting water. There was one story, didn't happen here in Southern California, I think it was in uh, I think it was, uh, Central California, where there was a son. Uh, he was probably 15, 16, called the, the cops and saying that his dad was watering too much. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Nice kid. Yeah. like I, I, And I thought about it. I thought, man, if my dad, if I witnessed my dad killing a couple of guys, I still wouldn't have dropped a dime on him. You think they lived in the same house? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it has to do with... Um, He's getting a whooping. I think I think it has a it's a divorced uh, couple and the mom is getting back at the oh, the right. dad through the kids. Yeah, you that has on. to be it, man. Yeah, Imagine ever calling up the cops on your dad because he's using too much water. 
God almighty. Um, Netflix is testing a, a new way to change, uh, to charge your account uh, for sharing. Everybody's char- sharing those, uh, you know, secret Passwords, codes. Yeah. yeah. Getting yeah. crazy over there. Right. And then the new Sixth Street Bridge, brand new, right? Looks mm. great. Uh, too many takeovers, so they're shutting it down occasionally. By the way, five hundred eighty-eight million dollars that cost. Yeah, it's five hundred eighty-eight million dollars. Do you know when Dodger Stadium was built? It was twenty-four million dollars. <laughs> twenty-four million. Was yes. it? Yeah, right. Yeah, early sixties. Twenty-four million dollars, and wow. this thing was five hundred eighty-eight million dollars. Right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And Skittles is getting sued, so we'll talk to you about that. Oh, I guess uh, right. titanium dioxide is uh, not good for you. All right, and I'll let everybody know there is a twister warning, so the All-Star game is being delayed until, <laughs> like, 11. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, this is one thing that, that drives me crazy, is last night I went online to see what time that game started, and it said 7 o'clock Pacific time, right? So we sat on the air, 7 o'clock Pacific time, and then I looked this morning, like, no, it's 5 o'clock. It's not yeah. 7 o'clock. East Coast audience wants to see it. But, it's, but the one downside of going on Google or all these search engines, if they don't have the timing of, of restaurants or hardware stores or events down. You know, you, you go to a restaurant, they say it's open online, you get there and it's closed. It's driving me crazy. Crazy. Crazy, baby. Yeah. I, 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 are you going to watch it? Who's your team? America? Team American or national? Uh, I don't care. You don't I, care. I see the Americans <laughs> won a bunch in a row, so I'll probably root for the National League. I think they're ahead already. Oh, they are. They're up 2 right. nothing. Oh, they are? Too, is it Nationals 2 nothing? National League up 2 nothing over the American League. Yeah, right not now. to be confused with the Washington Nationals, but yeah, the yeah. National League All-Star team. How did, how did Kershaw do? Kershaw did okay. He picked good. off Shohei Otani after he gave up a leadoff hit, Whoa! and then he got out of the inning with no run. So good for you, good. man. Duke of Sports is right on it. Man, he's in the wrong station. You got to slide down the hall, bub. I interned for them in college, but he's no full time. Probably still working available. on it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows everything about sports, man. All right, all right. Conway Dig Dog is coming up next, and uh, we got Crozier in the news booth. Is that right? Yeah, all right, Crozier. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. John and Ken show in KFI. Michael Crozier has the news now. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. 